Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 273, the first turkey soup of the new year. And I am your host and the guy who got something this weekend that he's always wanted to get. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a minute, but right now we are 58 days, 12 hours, 16 minutes, and 51 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. I told you guys that I got something this weekend that I've always wanted to get. So while I was hunting this weekend, I took turkey calls out to the deer stand with me. And this week I took my turpin style hen box that Dan Harris made from Dan's handcrafted custom calls in Texas. And I was running that call while I was hunting just to practice with it. Remember, I told you guys last week, I still am not good with a hen box with a turpin style box call. And I have to practice. And what better time to practice than when I'm sitting in the woods for three or four hours at a time, trying not to be so bored that I'm watching the clock on my cell phone. So I was practicing with Dan's call, and I think I'm getting a little bit better at running these turpin-style calls. Yes, I still have a little bit of hesitation in them. I still make some mistakes running them, but I'm getting better, and practice is going to be what gets me where I need to be. So I'll be practicing some more this weekend, and I'm planning on taking my hen box that I got from Doug Morgan from Mississippi out with me to run it. But last weekend, while I was running Dan Harris's call off and on, I'm sitting on a hillside overlooking a little creek bottom, and I see something black come out of the pines up ahead of me. And it stopped behind a tree, so I wasn't really sure what it was at first. And then it came out from behind the tree, and my first thought was, wow, that is a black fox because it was not real big. And as it kept coming down the hillside, really kind of coming towards me a little bit, I noticed it was not a fox. It was a black coyote. And I have always wanted to kill a black coyote and get it mounted. So I get my rifle up to my shoulder, got the coyote in the scope, 
And of course, it stops behind another tree. So I thought maybe the coyote saw me as I was getting my gun up and was going to turn and run away from me. But after about five, six seconds, it comes out from behind the tree, still going in the same direction it was going. And I gave it a little and it kept walking. So I gave it a little louder and it stopped. And I quickly got the crosshairs on its shoulder, started to squeeze the trigger, the gun went off, and nothing. So after I recover from the shot, I'm looking in the scope, and I find the coyote laying on the ground in the scope. I mean, I was literally about 10 minutes from leaving anyway. So I went ahead and got up, started walking down the hill towards the creek to go up the next hill where the coyote was, and the coyote starts to flop a little bit, and of course, when it's on a hillside and it starts flopping, it flops on the hill and into the water in the creek. Not a huge ordeal considering that it was raining off and on anyway, and it was already a little bit wet, and it's not like I was going to stick it in my coat pocket and carry it out, but I knew that Taking a picture of a wet dog was not going to look that good. Probably about as good as taking a picture of a wet turkey. So I grabbed the coyote up by the tail, get it out of the water, let it drip dry a little bit. And then I threw it over in the leaves while I got all of my things together for the walk out. I grabbed the coyote by its back legs. And fortunately, I don't really have that far of a walk to get back to the truck. 250, 300 yards. So I get the coyote to the truck. Took it back to the camp. My buddy Rocco was there and Rocco took some pictures for me. And so I am just stoked about this coyote. I skinned it out and I've got it in the freezer. I'll be taking it to the taxidermist before terribly long. But I'm trying to decide how I want to get it mounted. Do I want to do something kind of simple like have it with a fox squirrel in its mouth or maybe laying dead underneath one of its paws? Or do I just want to get it mounted by itself? Do I want to see if I can go on eBay and find a frozen pin-raised quail, or a wild quail for that matter, and have the quail mounted? Or is that too much of a stretch these days to think that a coyote would actually be able to catch a quail, since there's very few quail around, wild quail that is? So I'm toying around with this, not real sure what direction I want to go. If any of you guys have any input, if you've seen any coyote mounts that you like, send me an email. Let me know what you did or what you've seen. Andy at IamTurkeyHunting.com. But I'm really, really excited about this black coyote. I've only seen three. This is the third one I've ever seen in my life. The first one was at my old hunting club that I was in for, gosh, almost 30 years. And I just caught a glimpse of it running across the road in front of the four-wheeler. The second one, I was hunting with my buddies from North Carolina at my hunting club that I was in for 30 years. And one steps out of the woods into the road in front of us. Seriously, 20 yards away. I've got my 12-gauge on my shoulder. But when I stopped, they stopped. And I said, shoot that coyote. And all I heard was, where? The coyote that's standing in the middle of the road at 20 yards in front of us. Shoot it. Oh! And 
about that time the coyote took about two steps and was off the road into the woods and gone. So what I should have done at that point in time was taken my 12 gauge off my shoulder and gone ahead and popped that coyote at about 20 yards and then I would have been done with my quest for a black coyote. But I got it done this weekend. I'm excited about it. There is a huge hole that's got to be patched so the taxidermist has his or her work cut out for them. But it's a beautiful, beautiful dog. I'm going to probably post a picture of it on Facebook. So if you guys want to see it, you can go to the I Am Turkey Hunting Facebook page and check that out. Oh, you know what? I ought to put a picture of it on Twitter too. And I don't know why I haven't done that yet, but I'll do that pretty quick. And for those of you who are new to the show, because I know we get a lot of new listeners to the show this time of year, I suck at Facebook. So if you message me on Facebook or if you put any kind of a post on the Facebook page, it may be a little while before you hear back from me. I am much, much quicker with Twitter, just FYI. So let's move on. Today I've got for you guys the first turkey soup episode of the new year. And when I got to looking at all of the turkey news in my email inbox, I realized it's been about six weeks since I did a turkey soup episode for you guys. And there is a ton of turkey news that you guys need to know because this is the time of year when lots of states open up their application periods for their special hunts on their WMAs. And this is the time of year when lots of states open up their application period for licenses or permits. And so there is a lot of news that we need to go into today. So let's go ahead and jump into this and get rolling. First up, and by the way, these ingredients in our turkey soup are going to be a little bit disorganized today because there's just so many of them. I tried to organize them a little bit better than just giving you a random throw it in the pot, stir it up, and let's go. So hopefully you guys are able to hang on and, and follow along with me. But first up, Ohio. Ohio hunters checked 1,054 wild turkeys during the fall season that closed back in early December. That's down slightly from the 2018 fall season when turkey hunters harvested 1,131 turkeys. Moving next door, West Virginia turkey hunters harvested 1,113 birds during the fall season, according to preliminary figures from the Division of Natural Resources. DNR biologists are saying that's not a huge surprise because the turkey brood observations were down slightly from last year, and that number of 1,113 turkeys is 8% below the 2018 season and the 10-year average. So not terribly far off from last year and the average. The biologist also said that because of the good mast crop, that that had something to do with the numbers being a little bit lower as well. Now let's move over to Missouri. The Missouri Conservation Commission approved recommendations for the dates of the upcoming deer and turkey hunting seasons. So the 2020 spring hunting season, the regular spring turkey season, is going to run from April the 20th to May the 10th. And the youth weekend for the spring is going to be April 4th and 5th. Also, the fall firearms turkey season, in case you want to plan that far ahead, is October 1st through 31st. And the archery turkey hunting dates are September the 15th to November the 13th 
and November the 25th through January the 15th of 2021. From Missouri, let's move to Kansas. Did you know that Kansas's fall turkey season, actually their winter season is still going on and ends January the 31st? And if you want to know about late winter hunting in Kansas, then check out the episode with Rob Keck in it, where he talks all about winter turkey hunting in Kansas. Now for the spring this year, the youth and disability season runs April 1st through the 14th. Archery only runs April 6th through the 14th, and the regular gun season for turkeys runs April 15th through May 31st, which is a very long season. I do want to point out that some parts of Kansas have adjusted their bag limits for the season for turkeys. And I think we talked about that a little bit in our last turkey soup episode. So maybe you want to check that out so you know exactly what the bag limits are for Kansas this year. All right, any of you guys who plan on hunting in Tennessee, the 2020 spring turkey season will run from April the 4th to May the 17th. The youth only hunt, which is for ages 6 through 16, will be March the 28th through the 29th. The bag limit for the regular hunts is one bearded bird per day, not to exceed four per season. And for some strange reason, turkeys taken on wildlife management area hunts are bonus birds, which means they do not count towards your limit. So go out there and kill all the birds on the WMAs since they don't count towards your limit. Just eliminate them all. You guys in Illinois, listen up. Youth and adult hunters can apply now for the 2020 spring turkey hunting sites through the Illinois Recreational Access Program, or IRAP. The Department of Natural Resources has leased more than 16,000 acres of private land for the upcoming 2020 spring wild turkey season through IRAP, creating about 470 public access turkey hunting sites on those properties in 40 different counties. For you Utes out there who want to participate in IRAP, then you need to fill out the IRAP application and send it in by February the 22nd to be eligible for the IRAP youth drawing. And that's going to be for two weekend youth seasons. March the 28th and 29th and April the 4th and 5th. The other IRAP sites are open on a first-come, first-served basis, and to be eligible, a hunter must first apply for his or her spring turkey permit through the IDNR lottery for an IRAP-eligible county. And then once the hunter receives their spring turkey permit, he or she may apply for an IRAP turkey site in the county for which they received their turkey permit. Preference is given to youth hunters and first-time adult hunters. For more information about IRAP hunts and application periods, go to Google and type in Illinois IRAP, I-R-A-P, and the dnr.illinois.gov website should be one of those search results for you that you can pull up and see what you need to do from there to apply. Biologists in Pennsylvania are proposing two changes to turkey hunting in that state. The first one is a possible extension to the fall season because if the commissioners agree to remove the Wednesday before Thanksgiving from the state's bear season, then the biologists want to give that day back to fall turkey hunters. 
I think they took that day from them to start with, and so they're wanting to give that day back to fall hunters in Pennsylvania, which would give them a three-day Wednesday through Friday Thanksgiving season in many units there. The second change is that biologists want to shorten the fall turkey season in wildlife management units 4C and 4E from two weeks plus two days of Thanksgiving hunting to one week and three days of Thanksgiving hunting in order to protect shrinking flocks in those units. Did you guys know that there is a winter season in the state of Maryland and that winter season lasts for three days and this year that winter season starts January the 23rd and runs through January the 25th and according to the wild turkey project manager for the state of Maryland whose name is Bob Long, agency surveys show that about 1,500 hunters take advantage of the winter season, and now an average annual harvest during the season is only 88 turkeys. But that opportunity to get out there for a winter hunt is there. And the state of Maryland, from what I have read and read to you guys, has a lot of turkeys right now, so it may be a good opportunity to get out there and bag a bird during the dead of winter. If you're planning on hunting in Wyoming, the wild turkey permit application period has begun. The first deadline is January the 31st, so you need to get on our old friend Google and look up how to apply for a turkey tag in the state of Wyoming and get that done here within the next week. Now let's talk about Minnesota for a minute. And according to an article from the valleynewslive.com website, hunters hoping to bag a tom turkey with a firearm this spring will no longer be restricted to a single permit area. With the exception of three major wildlife management areas, a spring turkey license will provide the opportunity to hunt all permit areas in the state. How cool is that? for you guys in Minnesota. Beginning March 1st, all spring turkey hunters can purchase a license over the counter and turkey season this year will run from April the 15th to May the 31st and is divided into six hunt periods, A through F. Firearm hunters 18 and older must choose their hunt period when they purchase a license and all turkey hunters can participate in the hunt period F if they have an unused tag from one of the earlier hunt periods. The turkey hunting in Minnesota right now is phenomenal and this just gives you guys going to Minnesota more opportunity to explore the state and harvest turkeys and there's nothing wrong with that so get out there and enjoy that. Okay the state of Indiana is now accepting applications for a reserved turkey hunt. For you guys in Indiana, if you're interested, you can apply from January the 6th through February the 19th. And in order to apply, you need to have a valid hunting license. So there is a long list of wildlife management areas, wildlife refuges online. And the dates for each of those sites is listed out beside the site. So for any of you guys who are interested in one of the reserve turkey hunts in Indiana, then go online and just search State of Indiana Application for Reserved Turkey Hunt 2020 and you should find what you're looking for there. Special permit hunts for the state of Arkansas are now open for application. This is a good opportunity for hunters in Arkansas to spread out a little bit and not worry about stepping all over each other. 
and applications are being taken through February the 15th. Winning applicants will be notified by email and you can go to the www.agfc.com website to apply. The applications require a $5 non-refundable processing fee and winning applicants are not required to pay any additional fee for the permit. So go check that out and see if that's an opportunity to get on a WMA to hunt with a little bit less pressure. I told you guys a little bit ago about the IRAP program in Illinois. So Indiana has a similar program. It's called Apple Access Program Providing Land Enhancements. And the application period for the Apple hunts in Indiana are now open. Those are allocated through the online reserved hunt system, which is on.in.gov slash reserved hunt. Hunters may apply for only one hunting period, and applications are being accepted until February the 19th. Notifications for draw results will be emailed within two weeks of the application deadline. And this particular article doesn't say how many acres and how many properties are tied up under the Apple program, but I still think that that's a good opportunity for you guys to be able to get out and hunt some private land with little competition from other hunters. So you guys that are going to hunt in Indiana this year, go check that out and get your application in quickly. The spring managed turkey hunts for 2020 for the state of Missouri. All right, that's all that I've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, and there is tons more news for you guys in this week's episode, but if you'd like to hear the rest of this week's episode, then text the word Turkey Hunter to the number 44222. Make it one word. Do not put a space between the word turkey and hunter. Make it one word, turkey hunter. And when you text that to 44222, you just have to follow a few instructions from there. And eventually I will email you a link that you can click on to create your username and password on the Podbean application and pay your $18 per year annual subscription fee. Your $18 premium subscription fee will get you not only the rest of this week's episode, but it will get you all of the premium content in our past episodes, as well as the premium content for the next 52 weeks. There's a bunch of content locked up under the premium subscription, and you will not be disappointed with your tiny $18 investment in order to get that content. I hope that you found all of that very helpful. I now see a couple of action items that I need to take myself so that I can get ready for this coming spring and possibly get in on one of the quota hunts that's coming up in either Arkansas or Louisiana. So I need to get online and get those filled out soon. Hey, one of you guys who completed the survey for me made the suggestion of me giving maybe a calling tip during every episode. And I think that's a pretty good idea. So I'm going to try to remember to do that going forward and give you guys a little calling tip. Now, remember, you will never, ever hear me claim to be the best caller. I'm decent enough to call in a turkey. I would like to be better. I practice 
to be better. I do not practice like the competition callers practice, but I practice to be better in the woods. So I was debating this week between two different tips. Should I tell you guys that you need to be practicing your calling now as my tip for the week? Because you really do. Turkey season is less than two months away for those of us in Alabama and a lot of us in the southeast. Even for you guys in the northeast, whose seasons start May 1st, think about how much your calling can improve when you have three months to practice to get better. So I was debating, should that be my tip of the week or should I? Nope, I'm not giving you that one. I'm going to hold that one for next week. So there's your calling tip for the week. It really is time to start practicing. And, you know, when I opened the show and I told you the story about me killing that coyote, I seriously took a hen box in the woods with me and used it this weekend while I was deer hunting. After all, who am I going to drive crazy? Cranking out a few yelps and clucks every 10, 15 minutes over the course of three or four hours. If I was doing that at home, I can tell you I'd be driving the person crazy that I don't need to drive crazy. I cannot run a hen box in the truck driving to and from work or to and from appointments. So that is a great time for me to be practicing with my new hen boxes that I got. And by the way, I took a video of Dan Harris's hen box running in the woods. Well, actually the call wasn't running. I was running the call in the woods. But I took a video of that and I'm going to post it on Facebook, maybe Twitter, and let you guys hear it. I'm still working on my calling on that box, but I'm telling you, there is some kind of turkey trapped in that box. And every time I slide the lid across the box, a little bit of that turkey comes out. That call is going to be a killer this spring in the woods. I'm telling you, I am fired up about using that thing. So this week, I will go out and I will practice with Doug Morgan's call and we'll see how good I can get it running. And I probably will do another video of Doug's call as well and try to post that. So there's your calling tip of the week. My favor of the week is this. Same one as last week. We've got about one more week before I pull the plug on the listener survey. So if you guys would take a little bit of time and complete the listener survey for me, it would be very helpful. The listener survey, according to SurveyMonkey or whatever service it is I'm using for the survey, says that the average time to complete the survey is three minutes. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that probably the majority of that three minutes was spent typing comments in the comments section, which I encourage you to do. Your answers to the questions are helpful, but your comments and suggestions take the survey to another level. So average response time is three minutes. I'm going to tell you it takes three minutes to complete the survey. And if you guys would do that for me, it'd be a huge help. In order to get the survey emailed to you, you just need to text THP survey, THP survey to the number 44222. After you do that, I'm going to email you a link that you can click on and it'll take you right to the survey. You can complete it on your phone or your tablet tonight while you're laying in bed waiting on those sheep to show up so you can count them. But it really is a huge help for me. And I appreciate you guys who have taken the time to do that for me so far. So we're done for the week. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.